What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people in Tyler, people in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Mr. Sad Spin, the one and twos. We are broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 1 800 707 is your number to participate. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. 1 800 707 9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines as usual. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have the opportunity to call or get through, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to get to, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. And also, don't forget, if you want to stream the show live and leave comments during the show, you can go to the business page of Sports Grind on Facebook, or you can go to my personal page and leave messages, and we'll get those, get to those during the show, or I'll respond to those later. And don't forget, if you ever miss any of the episodes, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily podcast. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right, Mr. Sams. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Doing all right. Rushing to get here. Because old dumbass text dot once again on 6104. It's been smooth sailing all week. And then they decide to cut everything down to one lane on a Friday. So it was like, I'm like, geez, really? And then the one day that I leave the house late, I said, I know I said, lucky thing I exit Blanco though on the accident and shot down that way. Unless y'all would have had Sam and, uh, Jonas opening the show. But anyway, but it's Friday. So, uh, let's finish the week strong. Uh, we've got a lot to get to. Of course, the NBA finals game four resumes tonight. Uh, definitely going to get to that. Got some thoughts on keys to victory. Also a nice fun fact. Well, it's not even a fun fact. It's, it's this point that I, I haven't heard anybody bring up, but it's kind of a head scratcher considering where this, how this series is going so far for Golden State. Um, but we'll get to that here shortly. Got some other things going on too. Uh, of course, NHL hockey, the, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning now have won three straight in this series. They're up three, two on the Rangers. They look to close them out as the Colorado Avalanche continue to wait. Um, and had a, I don't know if y'all saw, but I saw it. It went viral, but there was an ugly incident at the uh, garden after the game. They actually arrested somebody earlier this afternoon, I heard. Guy just cold cocked this dude in the lightning jerk. I guess he was just steady in his ear from the back and just turned around and sucker punched. And the guy was out cold. He looked like he was dead. You know, but they arrested that guy. But anyway, New York for you, passionate. Their fans are frustrated. They're trying to get to, I don't, I think it's been what, 13, 15 years maybe since the Rangers has been in the Stanley Cup finals. Maybe a little bit longer than that, but it doesn't look good for them. Also, uh, we've got a uh, shout out to the OU women's softball for winning their national championship. I know Austin, Texas, like, Calvin, you know, you know, I know you. What the hell are you giving them congratulations for? Well, you know, it was a good run by the UT Lady softball team, but they came up short. But speaking of UT and the Big 12, what do you got before we go? What do you, 
just that this continues to be. As I've said before, this is not the year for Cinderella stories. Why do you keep saying that? Help me. It, out. it just hasn't been Tom. The the end of Tom Brady's little push there. Um, I think that it was. Uh, you, you go back to Tigers comeback this year. Everybody, oh, can he do it? And I said at that time, this this is not the year for comeback stories. Uh, looking at the 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 Super Bowl when you had the. The rambunctious uh, Cincinnati Bengals going up against the top, you know, top dogs in the NFL, the L.A. Rams. Can they do it? No, it's not the year for Cinderella stories. And this is another one. You have an unseeded Texas softball team against the number one seed, I, I believe, uh, top seeded Oklahoma Sooners. And it, it, as impressive as it was to get their first ever unseeded to make it to the finals. It, 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 it's not the year for Cinderella stories. All right. Sorry you're disappointed, Jonas. I guess you made your case for that. Hadn't been really keeping score on Cinderella's this year. The only time I do that is doing March Madness, but I, I hear you. Uh, but anyway, speaking of Big 12 and UT, Big 12 has filed their two replacements uh, for OU and Texas and the Big 12, Cincinnati Bearcats and the Houston Cougars. What do you think about it? Geographically, Houston should have been in the Big 12. What do you got, Sam? Yeah, there's two more, and BYU and UCF. Okay, BYU, UCF. When did they announce those? Am I well, late on that? We've had those since the fall. Yeah, they, but I they think were it's all a, together. They were okay. all four announced. Okay. But I think it's a matter of the, the actual start times. That's well, it starts been, in 2020. That, that's what we've been having staggering through because, of course, Texas and Oklahoma can't get out of their deal yet. And unless they're able to, to purchase their way out to, to join the SEC early, well, I'm hearing this is 2023, right? This is next. This so is it, next. So season. they could sit with a heavy. They could sit with a heavy conference if they're not going to let Texas and UT out of their agreements ahead of time. Hmm. Okay, yeah, it's Sam. a matter. It's a matter of OU coming up with the money to buy it. Texas could buy out tomorrow. OU doesn't hmm. have the money to do that, and so they're hamstrung because the SEC won't accept one without the other. And then this push of the four joining the Big 12 also means the move of UTSA and the other five Conference USA schools will go to the American Athletic Conference on that same July 1st, 2023. Hmm. Well, look, man, if we're, if we're raising money, about $30, $40 million to keep a roster together on college teams. I, damn it, somebody can raise the money for OU's and to get the hell out early. I mean, for a transfer to the SEC, somebody can find that money or hell, just ask Texas to loan it to you. Just tell them to loan it to you with some high ass interest they rate right now. They don't want those headlines. Oklahoma oh, does not know, want those headlines. <laughs> but they can find it from somewhere, man. I mean, come on. Y'all made it to, like, get over there. But anyway, so that's what's happening in the college world. Also, golf world continues to move on this whole week. The big story has really been, uh, you know, about this live tour. Um, you know, continue to hear things leak out, can, uh, you know, about that. Um, I've been saying all week, I don't think it's, um, you know, a done deal. Uh, but, you know, I was riding around actually yesterday, uh, AC and I got a chance to uh, catch Andy and, and uh, Sam's thing on it yesterday. You know, Andy kind of beat me a little to the punch because, you know, I meant to bring that up yesterday, but he brought a good point up uh, about really, and not too many people have asked this, but really what, how invested are the Saudis into this? Like when are they, when is it going to come down to where they just like, yeah, man, it was fun. But y'all only got y'all over there. We wanted Tiger. We wanted, uh, you know, Rory. I mean, how that's another aspect of this. So I know I heard Andy kind of bring that. I thought that was a good point. I mean, yeah. I mean, how invested are they going to be in this thing? 
Sam? Yeah, that was that was me asking Andy yesterday what he thought the break even point was for the Saudis or where they decide this is not a good investment. Yeah. And there's not one. This is not about golf. This is not hmm. about turning a profit. This is not about any any way whatsoever recouping any of this money they're spending. So what do you think this is about? All it is is sports washing. It's washing the bad press, the bad human rights record, all of that, and putting the face of now we're thinking Saudi Arabia. Oh, they're investing in a new golf league. We're not thinking of Saudi Arabia. They're chopping up journalists with bone saws. So do you think they're laughing at Americans while they do this? Of course. Yeah, that's, what you, that's what we think. Hmm. And Europeans. Yeah. Wow. I didn't look at it from that way, you know, but won't it's, argue. Uh, it's selling out on your on your beliefs and on your morals at its finest. Which is I, what I, you I, gave credit to Tiger the other day for turning mm. down a half bill. Well, which I think was a little bit more than that. But speaking of Tiger, you know, Forbes, which I think Forbes is late on this, to be honest with you. They came out and said Tiger's now added to the list of LeBron, Michael Jordan, as becoming billion-dollar athletes. I think he's been at a billion. I, I think what happened with Forbes is one of those that get out like, damn, Tiger turned down a billion dollars from, from the Saudis? Let's go back and look at his assets. And break. How much is his ass worth? And then all of a sudden this comes out 40, 72 hours later. Oh, by the way, Tiger's from, I think Tiger's been at a billion for like the last, honestly, like 18 to 21, 24 months at least, in my opinion. But, you know, Forbes is very credible. But, but yeah, I mean, I, and I, again, I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again. I don't think anybody that's close in Tiger Circle is going, is taking the money. People that he's had over the house, the Justin Thomas of the world, the Rory's. I don't think any of these guys are doing that. You got to understand, Phil got in the game a little bit even before Tiger did, a couple few years before even Tiger did. So, you know, it's just one of those things. And I and I think Phil, if, if Phil can say what he wants to to SI, but me personally, in my opinion, if Phil really wasn't squeezed and financially and looking at where his career's at and maybe he's made some bad decisions and investments and the sports betting and all that, what his legacy is different from Dustin Johnson and all these other cats, Sergio, his ass wouldn't have went either. But he just, it's a situation that he's, he's in, he's the one guy out of that whole bunch that probably couldn't afford to turn down 125 million, especially where he's at his, uh, stage of his career. Um, also football, NFL, as we get going into these, uh, many mandatory camps and we're about six weeks away from training camps actually starting across the NFL. We have more news coming out. Of course, we've got some Deshaun Watson new news leaking out as well. Came across, uh, my radar, supposedly, according to these testimonies and the civil trial, Deshaun preferred to bring his own towel to sessions. No, I'm going to do that. I'll bring that. We got towels here, Deshaun. No, I'm going to bring my own. And it's interesting on the plaintiffs and the and and the people that are actually suing him as reasons for you know oh it became because it's it's mixed reports. First, it's like it becomes easier to expose himself. That's what he did. That's what the old lawyer representing all these women are saying. And then number two, he all put out that well he doesn't leave any DNA on the towels and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, this is where we're going with this one. Um, Again, every day, the more news that goes out, the more the pressure is going to be on the NFL 1A and the Cleveland Browns 1B. Uh, The more this stuff leaks out daily. So you have that still going on. Devontae Adams, you know, I gained a lot of respect from Devontae on his press conference yesterday when he broke down the reason why and gave you an insight of his decision to leave Green Bay 
and Aaron Rodgers. I want to get that to that too here shortly. Uh, also, Hunter Rimpro, Raiders. He's another receiver that's gotten paid. Um, I'm not, you know, I mean, in my opinion, I just don't think Hunter Renfro, he doesn't pop off at the screen for me, in my opinion. Had a good career at Clemson, uh, national title, you know, right? I mean, how much they give him? I think it's a 27 with like 24 guaranteed for a two-year deal. It's, it's that ballpark. Yeah, not that much money, but to me, you can find Hunter Renfro's and better athletic and probably faster in any rounds. I'm not that big on him. I mean, I'm not. If anything, he's a system dude, but I'm not I'm not really. Even as a possession receiver or third, second option, I'm not that big on him. I mean, he, he he's... He's Wes Welker in that offense. Stop and, it, man! Don't put I, I, uh, don't in, put in uh, that. Off, I'm uh, saying he's not even Wes. Don't put Hunter Renfro's name in the same breath as Wes Welker. It, Stop it, is, it. it is the role that he fills in that offense. 103 yards last year. Uh, uh, sorry, 103 catches, a thousand yards, and nine touchdowns. He had a he had a breakthrough season last year. He's been a reliable target for Derek Carr. It, that's not a bad payday for for reliability. Somebody who, especially as he's trying to rebuild this relationship with Devontae Adams that he had from let me, let me, college. When you talk about fill roles, let me tell you, they had to fill the role. I think her name was Suzanne Summers on Threes of Company. They had to fill her role too, but that chick wasn't Suzanne Summers on Threes of Company. Chrissy, you can fill the role with whoever you tried to. He ain't no. It, it ain't no. He does nothing like. I mean, just because he's. He's, I mean, just because he's a white guy and short and plays slot to say he plays a West Welker role, he, they don't even really use him like that. Look, the bottom line, all I'm saying, he got paid. It's not a lot of money. It's not in the neighborhood anywhere close to um, Cooper Cup money. But I just thought when I saw the headlines, it's just like, uh, well, you know, whatever. I can, I can find a few hundred. I mean, he had a good college career at Clemson, but I'm just saying I can find a few hunters in the sixth, seventh, fifth round. Okay. Anyway. Also, uh, speaking of AFC and the AFC West, as we all know by now, Friday, that the sale is official of Denver. You know, Pat Bowen, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but Pat Bowen bought that team, I think, for a little over $100 million. Somewhere around there, I want to think. And the team sold for $4.6 billion. And now, Pat Bowen's brother, I think, collected a bigger chunk that was in the wheel. The kids of Bowen, $500 million each. Okay, $500 million each. That is some serious uh, cash. What you got, Jonas? That price tag that Bowen paid uh, was uh, 70, uh, 71. <laughs> so it wasn't even 100. No. Yeah, Jerry was a little bit over 100 for the Cowboys. So Pat got it for saying, what year was that? He bought him? Well, let me... Yeah, that'll be interesting. That. To, that that'll be that'll be interesting to find out. Exactly. Eighty-four. Okay, uh, Melody Melody Hobson. I want to give her props because technically she becomes the first African American female owner of, on a. Well, let me rephrase that. She becomes the first African American female NFL owner, a part of a NFL owner group. She was part of the Walton group. And she's kind of gotten her run over here the last couple of days, not on a national level. It's been here and there, but want to give props for that. 
you know, in regards to her making history, because she's been a part of his group, this investment group that, you know, has bought Denver, you know, because I know everybody's running with the Walmart, the blue light specials, all that kind of stuff. I want to get in the meat of really what this is about, you know, still making history, not the majority owner, but she is the first female African-American to be owner in the NFL part owner group. What you got? Fun fact, she's also the chairwoman of Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks. She's on their board and married uh, George, uh, George Lucas. Wow, that's George uh, Lucas's wife? Uh, yes, sir. Married wow. in 2016. I didn't, I didn't know George was dipping in that like that like that flavor. I didn't know that. Oh, George. Uh, still, man, I, I know he's rolling around his grave selling Disney that damn billion dollars to that damn for, for Star Wars. They just don't water that whole damn series down. Bubba Fett. Bubba Fett wasn't even a big character in that damn original movie. And they got, they just watered that whole thing down, man. They trying to recoup that money they paid, George. Speaking of movies, I got a question. I want to take to Twitter's land also when we get back. But we'll get to the NBA Finals. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Sam Spin the One and Twos, 1-800-707-9760. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Tylow Orchid at the Dominion. If you're out there in the Rim area, you're out there by Dominion, make sure you go ahead and try them out. They're a nice family atmosphere, nice menu as well, too. They're open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. That is Tylow Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so keeping it moving, and before we get into uh, the NBA Game Four breakdown, um, since I didn't, since I didn't stole AC's uh, lunch money on Top Gun, I've been in this mood of since you know we've been in COVID like since 2020. Man, Hollywood just shut down, so now you can see it slowly starting to crank up. So. I, I had a gut. I knew what Top Gun was going to do. So the question I got is I want to hear some numbers. What What are the numbers for Jurassic Park over their opening weekend? Because they, they opened, it opened last night, right? It came out last night, I think. I think, or midnight or whatever. I don't it, know if it it's one of It might have been one of those midnight releases. Yeah. I know that they're so in theaters today. Over opening weekend, what I would like to, from the Twitter world is tell me, give me some numbers of what the gross is going to be. Over the three day weekend for week one Jurassic. Because right now, Top Gun is just killing everybody. Right now. I, I know I know we probably have some damn Avatar movies or something coming out in the summer, some kids movies or something that's gonna jump. But Top Gun is just killing everybody right now. But I wanna know is this is gonna be the one that kinda 
pops them off, bumps them off that number one slot. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit there and think what we said top did what two what was what was their numbers over when is it was over two hundred million, right? Or was it a hundred it's a hundred it's and not over two hundred No, not opening weekend. You're wrong. It was like a hundred and something. But anyway. Jurassic Park. I'm gonna say a buck a buck twenty five. A buck ten to a buck twenty five opening weekend for Jurassic. So if I gotta choose a number. So a hundred a hundred million to one twenty uh one twenty five? I'll do one ten. We can, this is gonna be like the price is right. One ten. What how much what do you what do you think? Ooh. I'm going to take the under on that. I'm, I'm, can I do an over under on this? Setting that line at 110. No, oh, just give me a number. I want to see who comes closer oh. to the box number. Uh, no over unders on the prices, right? Give me about 80. 80? Yeah, I, I feel like people are. Uh, it, it, it's fatigue. You and I were just talking during the break uh, about the about the Star Wars right. movies and and the the Jurassic Park movies. Are, are they're turning out more and more? Mm. They're, this one also because it's kind of being set up as the final Jurassic Park. Mm. Um, there's just a whole lot of uh, nostalgia factor, and I just don't know that it's going to hit like that. Uh, I'm not even a Jurassic you Park guy a, myself. You want to take a guess at this, Sam? Well, if you had to guess, it, just give me a number over opening day weekend for Jurassic Park. If you had to take a ballpark. I mean, uh, what do we say? Top Gun Maverick was like 160. It was somewhere in that, like opening, 160, But it was a holiday. That was a Memorial yeah, Day weekend. Yeah, true. Good and point. it is a patriotic propaganda movie. True. Uh, give me give me 90 million for Jurassic Park. For Jurassic a, World or whatever this I did. If y'all, I would have bucked 10. So you said 80, Jonas? I said 80, yes. Okay. All right, maybe I did go so high. But anyway, we'll find out. We'll find out. But let's get to NBA Finals Game 4 tonight in Boston. Um, You know, Golden State finds themselves down 2-1 coming into, and I would say this is a must win. Of course, Well, it's a 95% must win. I, I do believe the winner of tonight is probably going to win the series. Um, and that's based off that I felt before the series that I'd be shocked if Golden State didn't get one of these games in Boston. Um, you know, th- tonight's game is really all. There's a couple things that stand out to me. Number one, that I'll be looking for. If we really thought the if 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 Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Draymond Green's wife. If they really thought Boston crowd was obnoxious in game three, after we've had a few days to sit on this and the back and forth and Draymond complaining about it, and, you know, now you've had Al Horford's, uh, I think it's his sister, fire back, like uh, profanities everywhere. And for people to come down, that crowd is going to be nasty tonight. They're going to, if, if they thought they were obnoxious with the FU Draymond, they're going to be on another level tonight. That's one thing that I'm going to be, and it's a Friday night too. It's a Friday. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for too is the crowd. Now, they ain't going to block no shots. They ain't going to, you know, get any rebounds. But evidently, to me, in my opinion, it got to Draymond. It's evidently in Clay's head a little bit. Let's see how this team, uh, Golden State, who's battle tested, see how they pretty much react to this. Because uh, I do agree with Isaiah Thomas. This is probably the most hostile road finals that they've played since out of all the finals they've been in. 
Um, that's number one. Number two, a couple other things that stand out. Boston is seven and zero after losses in the playoffs. They're undefeated. They, they're seven and zero, seven straight wins after losses in the playoffs, which is an NBA record, by the way. NBA record. But what's going unnoticed a little bit is that they have their total a little bit the opposite off of wins. They they through this whole playoff run, I haven't seen them put two games, two back to back games together, kind of similar how they played after game three. That's what I'm be looking at for as well, and also. Hey, what is my man Steve Kerr going to do? What does Steve have in his bag? Are we going to go deeper into the bench tonight if you're the Golden State Warriors? Are you going to try to get – and this is something that no one's talking about. But, you know, the crazy thing, the way this series is gone, the funny thing about this is Golden State Warriors was the number one team in the league at rim protection through the whole regular season of the NBA. Think about that. And none of that is really on display right now in this series. So what that tells me is that there's some combination or there's something going on that if I believe and, and you know, um, that uh, how highly I believe is Steve Kerr, and I still do, that means there has to be a combination or there has to be a button to push to get better rebounding and better rim protection. And even if this is a bad matchup for Golden State link-wise, even down there, it's still a situation if you lead, if you go all the way for 82 games and lead the league in rim protection and you really don't have a big – and Wiseman didn't play all season. There's something to that, but that's crazy to me because it's not showing up in this series. So I want to see the adjustments. Are they going to be able to rebound better? Okay. You had a good game from Clay, And, you know, Steph, first of all, Line ain't moved out in the desert. Nothing's really been said. Steph, to me, I would say Steph, I'm, I'm saying Steph is about 95%, 98%. I, there's, there's nothing about the injury with the leg. I mean, for not to have an MRI, that line ain't moved. I think Steph, if he's out there, you know, Steph is going to be, I think, okay. You know, they said he got 10 hours of sleep. He took two dumps in the bath of ice. Within a five-hour period, he should be ready to go. And like I said, he's played in this situation before. The kids had, he's not a kid, but the guys had ankle problems. Yes, yeah, since he was a kid in the NBA. He's had ankle problems since he's got in. Uh, you know, and like I said, Al Horford might have made the play of the game, the play of the series. Okay? But, you know, so you had a good game for Clay, You had a good game for Steph. But it pretty much resulted into a loss. And then also I'm hearing talks about, you know, again, you know, out there to the circles I listen to, uh, you know, a lot of people are starting, not a lot of people, people kind of ask, like, you know, because people are really, like, there's a section of people that really are waiting. You know, it hasn't happened since I think the first year they brought into the finals MVP. But they're really waiting for somebody that's going to be on the losing side to get the MVP. And I'm hearing Steph, because you look at it, he's damn near averaging 30. He's the best player in the series right now. He's the he's He showed that he is the best. He might not be on the best team. That's yet to be seen. But he's the best player on the court through three. But I don't believe there's a reason why that hasn't happened. I think Jerry West was the last one, the year, the first year that they started giving finals MVP. He's the last one to win an MVP on a losing team. And then I remember what year was that? That year LeBron. People thought LeBron could. It was a Golden State series that people thought LeBron could get it if he was losing. Um, first of all, there, I, there's a reason why it ha- happened. I don't know. I don't care how good somebody is. I don't know how you can give somebody the MVP on the losing team. Uh, but I think that right now, going forward, um, Steph, if they can find a way to get it together, he he would probably have the MVP if they come back to win the series because he's been the best player in this series, even statistically-wise, not even just with the naked eye test. So 
Uh, but Golden State is really comes down to Steve Kerr, man. The ball's in Steve Kerr's uh, court. What adjustments he's going to make? And again, you know, the Golden State Warriors, are they going to win a fourth quarter? Because now I keep talking, we've been talking about it, and I've been preaching about the third quarter. They won every third quarter, but what has meant the most through these three games, meant the, meant the most, excuse me, through these three games is the fact of the fourth quarter, which Boston has dominated. But Boston is 7-0 and after losses, but they haven't, they haven't looked that great coming off of wins in the playoffs. That's going to be interesting for me tonight. And also, Golden State just has to get off to a better start. They've got to try to take the crowd. Like I said, the crowd's going to be raucous. You know, they put, they smell blood in the water. Draymond, Draymond's wife, they've let it known it's gotten to them. It's a Friday night. They're going to be lit. But the, but the thing is, Golden State has to get off to a, fir, uh, a faster start because you can't have, you can't exert so much energy trying to get back in the game on the road down double digits. All right. Even if you have firepower such as a clay, you know, Steph, it doesn't matter. You got to get off to a better start, even when your back's up against the wall 2-1. But I think it is safe to say that the winner of tonight is going to win the series. Boston's role players and even their, you know, Robin and Batgirl uh, showed up um, in game three calling them Batman sidekicks. And, and Tatum, as your finals MVP favorite right now at plus 105, he's Batman. Uh, who needs to show up more? Because when I look at Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, they never really show up together. And I remember, I remember the, the analysts, the game analysts talking the other night about how it still, even though they both had good, good nights, I think there was the first trio in the NBA Finals to score 25 each and then have five rebounds and five assists each as well. So 25, uh, 25 and five. Um, but they haven't been able to do it at the same time when they're both on the court. So who needs to have a bigger night? Because Marcus Smart, it was a rebound game for him. He had a really poor performance in game two. Jalen Brown has been the quiet model of consistency behind Tatum. But who who's going to be the key factor for Boston tonight? I think the key factor was still Jalen Brown needs to put another game together like that. Because I think when Jalen Brown plays like he did in game three, they are hard to beat. Because even though Tatum, I mean, Tatum... The last step Tatum has to make is that I think that consistency and that confidence in regards to really string, you know, you see Steph that's averaging pretty much 30. Okay. When we talk about, you know, the great players that are on this stage and the guy he looked up to, when we talk about the late, great Kobe Bryant, talk about guys like that, Tim and all the, and I'm not trying to put that type of pressure on Tatum, but if you're a superstar, those are the numbers you're really averaging almost in the finals around that number. And 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 that's why I say that, you know, Brown, when Brown's like that, because I think we've already seen it, Tatum can go off, and if Brown struggles, Marcus Smart doesn't have it, they're not hitting threes, you know, like they normally do. They're giving up paint points. Tatum can have 40 or 50, and this Boston team still lose. But if Jalen Brown goes off like he did the other night, and Jalen Brown's around that 30 point, even if Tatum's off and Tatum has 10 or 12, just the energy, I think, and the confidence that Jalen Brown gives the rest of his teammates is really why I say it's important for Jalen Brown. And I do believe Golden State, their point of emphasis need to be on Jalen Brown. They really need to be on not letting him go off. And the other thing is you cannot allow Tatum, you know, because last game really what happens is that you can't have Tatum kill you both ways, meaning scoring and assist. You can't let him have that both. You can't let him eat. You can't let him go double dip for seconds. That's like that. You got to cut off. You got to cut one of those off. But hey, I praise Steve Kerr. But like at the end of the day, this is really on him. 
Adoka, I told you, through three rounds, he's leading on the scorecard. I want to, from a team that led the league in rim protection without their best best big man and Wiseman all year. There's some that's not by mistake. They need, and that's where it comes back to the focus part. And the last part I'll say about tonight's game, this is, in my opinion, this is a career defining moment for Draymond Green. All eyes are on him. It's the gift and the curse when you bring attention to yourself, whether it's positive or negative, is when you get in, when you talk the talk, you know, I remember Jimmy Johnson after that, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. And that's, you know, that's one of those situations. He got to show up. And he, and I think he knows that. But let me tell you something. I promise you, Boston and Adoka, they're going to continue to leave his ass wide open on that three. They're going to cheat off of him. Until he starts making some of them, they're going to leave him butt ass. I promise you, all right. I said it before the series. I'd be shocked if Golden State didn't get one of these team, one of these games in Boston. Um, we'll find out the answer to that by the time we come back here on Monday. Uh, but I do believe the winner tonight's going to win the game because I don't believe Boston's winning another game in Golden State. Okay, because even if Boston wins tonight, they protect home court. They go up three one. Everybody said this series is done. Golden State's not beating them four three. I still think that we're going to see at least a game six. You know, and then it comes down to get because again, Golden State, the way this is playing out, they've got the obvious. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not breaking down anything. I'm stating the obvious that they've got to win a game in Boston. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. Other NBA news, not regarding the finals, is kind of have to do with our backyard that I want to kind of get to and address uh, when we get back here. In regards to your San Antonio Spurs and what's being floated out there. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin of the One and Twos. We'll be back.